4: and talk. Now live in studio, your host, local and national real estate expert and consumer advocate, Ron Siegel.
1: As we discuss current events, financial markets, politics, sports, even poking fun at the rest of the media, this is the show that connects the dots of confusion delivered by conflicting media reports. We connect the dots, you know the actions you can take. How your family or business can benefit from current events. Most of all, thank you for joining me. Within every market, there are solutions as well as tremendous opportunities. You just need some trusted guidance. That is my message, and I will be delivering it every day. We're a very focused show. We only chat about items that affect the roof over your head, your bank account, and anything I feel would benefit you. And let me remind you, if you ever have any home or finance-related questions, I am the consumer advocate looking out for you. And you can reach out to me directly, 800-306-1990, 800-306-1990, or Just remember, that's the number you call anytime for assistance. When you call that number, it comes directly to me. First, there are no operators standing by. I am it. Hey.
4: Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting.
1: While I do have a great team when it comes to developing a financing plan, a plan to save you money. I personally work with you, even if you don't have any needs today, save this number in your phone for future reference, 800-306-1990, 800-306-1990, yes, we are celebrating today, we do every day, National Stress Awareness Day, yeah, we need some soothing music for that one, I don't know if I have any on our sound systems, but a little soothing music for National Stress Awareness Day. National Candy Day. I like that one. National Chicken Lady Day. I don't know what a chicken lady is, so I'm not going to go there too much. Let's say hey, let's take a look at what the markets are doing today. You know, we do have a theme song for today. Uh, yeah, we got it. That's a little high on the uh, soundboard there, guys. But uh, we're going to be watching. This, yeah, that's a, kind of the theme song of the day, don't you think? I uh, got a little uh, waiting for find out what's going to go on, but let's talk about what we do know right now, the Dow Jones Industrial Average up 703 points, 711 points, NASDAQ up 105, NASDAQ up 471 points, oil is up a nineteen per barrel, let's take a look, do we want to know? Gasoline national average three two dollars eleven point nine cents to 11.9. in Calazuela. We are at 317.7. Uh, way a dollar six more than the national average. And yes, if you want to get cheap gas, Missouri, $1. $1.78.5. $1.78.5. Calazuela. Highest price gasoline in the continental United States, unbelievable! Highest price in the continental United States by a lot. I mean, we're not even close. Everyone else is in the twos. You know, we're here in the threes. No, yeah, everyone. No one else. No one else in the the only the only state, in fact, in the entire country to have gasoline as high as we pay here in Calizuela would be Hawaii. Right, and they've got to truck their gas over there. But hey, you know something? We keep voting for the same people to continue giving us the same excessive gas prices and getting us more and more taxes on our gasoline. They just figure that's the way to to generate more money, right? So charge the working people. You know, the wealthy are not paying that. They're getting their Teslas and they're getting their electric vehicles. They're not getting. They're getting the 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 more modern cars that get better gas mileage. The average guy, the average gal out there working people, yeah, they're the ones that are paying this extra gas tax. 61 cents a gallon goes in just in gas taxes in Calizuela. I think there's probably have to add on sales tax and all that other garbage to that as well. But, you know, it's just the way it is. We, uh, you know, until we decide that we want to change something, and, and I, I speak directly to the working people of Calazuela. right? And we're going to talk about what happened in the elections. But the working people of Calazuela, you're the ones that are really footing this bill. And it's really hurting because you're voting for the same people that give you the same lies year after year. They just continue telling you the same things just to get you to vote for them. And they do what they you're want no to do. Yeah, you know better than listening to the lies, don't you? Based on what we've been seeing, though, maybe uh, maybe we don't know any better than that. So I'm just going to throw that out there. Let's continue our walk through the markets right now so that the, the stock markets are doing great. If we look at the interest rate markets, yeah, the 10-year treasury down 12 basis points, 077 Money going out of the bond, going into, uh, uh, or maybe some money going into the bonds, increasing that price, bringing the yield down, and uncertainty. That's where the whole thing is, uncertainty. Now, the one thing that we do know that is a benefit from the elections last night, it's looking more and more like we're going to have a divided Congress it looks like the house of representatives will stay with the, the democrats looks like the senate will stay with the republicans and hey that's good news and the reason i say that that's such good news is because we're not going to get the socialist agenda that we we thought we may be looking at we're not going to get that we're not going to see all of the trump economy turned turned backwards Doesn't look like that's going to happen either. So if we keep the Senate in the hands of the Republicans, the House in the hands of the Democrats, we call that gridlock. We're not going to see a whole lot of changes. We're not going to see uh, anything happening either way, although in the Congress, uh, do we ever see anything really happening too much out there? Just throw that out there for you to, to consider. But you know we've got still obviously every seat in the House of Representatives for those that don't follow the markets and never went to get any government classes. I know they don't teach a lot of that anymore. But here's the issue: is the the whole thought about this is that Congress, the House of representatives, every member gets uh, uh, sits for election every two years. They should have some term limits in there, my opinion. And every the Senate one-third of the senators have to sit for our election every every uh, two years. So we have got six-year terms. It's on a rotating. So every two years, uh, another third have to go before the electorate to see what's going to happen. <sighs> and it looks right now, like I say, right now, it looks like the Senate will stay with the Democrats, or the Republicans, the House stay with the Democrats, which means we won't have a whole lot of change right there. That's really what we're looking at. I've got some of the numbers on my screens here, so we're going to be watching a lot of these numbers today. I probably need a few more screens in front of me. But looking at Nevada, still not decided yet. They haven't called that one. Wisconsin, Michigan, still not decided. Georgia, Pennsylvania, look like they're going to go for the president. Fascinates me how you can have such big leads. The other one that that I'm, I'm really fascinated by is some of the the House of Representatives looks to me and I, I shared this with you before this was one that I was telling you about that California really was uh, the Republicans really got taken it they they, they they were beat out in the last election there's new, this idea of ballot harvesting I call it cheating but they it, it is legal in California ballot harvesting so People can go to a, a group, a house, whatever, and say, "Do you want me to help you with your ballot? Do you want me to help you fill that out? I'll bring it in for you, or sign here. I'll complete it for you." Well, apparently, it looks, and I don't know, but it looks like the the Republicans might have figured out how to match wits on this with the with the Democrats. So we're starting to see in certain areas that the Republicans may take over I'm looking right now still not a not all of the votes counted but Michelle Steele looks like leading Harley Ruda. I saw earlier that we were looking at, at uh, young Kim I think was was in the same scenario right so when we look at all these things, we start saying you know something that looks now now if you remember two years ago or four years ago when we were doing this we were chatting with you. We would see that the Republicans were up like ten or twelve thousand the day after the election. And ended up losing by five or six thousand. Uh, I think maybe this time the Republicans may have figured out how to do the same ballot harvesting that the the Democrats were so so uh, successful with, if you want to call it that. But that's kind of where we're sitting right there on watching some of these. There's some of them that are just uh, they're they're done. They're they're completed there's not even a a chance but i am looking at the uh california i think it's 39 is one of them that was they were looking at maybe being able to flip back young kim is leading 50.24 to 49.76 so she's doing a little bit better right there but and also in california 45 Looks like Greg Raths, he's uh, lost that one. He's down by about 30,000 right now. So they haven't called that race at all. But looking at California 42, that one's still in play. 39 is in play. 34 is in play. So there's still the potential for some of these to flip over to Republican in California. Looks like the Republicans will pick up some seats in uh, the Republicans are going to pick up some seats in the House of Representatives, but I don't think they're going to get enough to to take over there. So that's just a little bit of the information that we're watching for you. It looks like Mark Kelly might have taken over, or probably has taken over, and ousted um, Martha McSally in Arizona. That might be the one, or one of the two seats that were were uh, won by the the in the Senate by the that were flipped i guess is the term the senate flipped democrats tuberville flipped a a democrat two republicans so might be like one seat pickup in the senate so we'll watch that for you as well just fascinating all of these things and as i said earlier our bottom line today is going to be pretty simple You're listening to Ron Siegel Radio, discussing your real estate current events and the financial markets when we come back. got a great broadcast lined up for you today. Real estate is a driving force in the economy. Unexpected FICO score changes. Wealth tax, what is it? We'll talk all about that and more. You can reach me anytime. Our off-air number, 800-306-1990. 800-306-1990 or Connect with us, facebook.com, forward slash Radio on Twitter at Siegel. And if you miss any part of our broadcast, shame on you. The replay is available, Ron Siegel 1 on YouTube. Ron Siegel, the numeral one on YouTube. Stay tuned. We'll be back in just a few.
2: State Radio is hosted by local real estate and finance expert, Ron Siegel. The purpose of this show is to help consumers understand what's really going on in our local real estate market. We're teaching you the why and the how-to, so you'll always be one step ahead of everyone else. Whether you need to sell your home for top dollar, refinance and save money, or even buy a bargain in Southern California... Ron Siegel can help. Call Ron directly at 1-800-306-1990. That's 1-800-306-1990. Take advantage of speaking with Ron anytime you're entering a real estate transaction. Having someone who can answer all of your questions that truly cares about you and your family's best interest is priceless. Call Ron Siegel today and you'll be glad you did. 1-800-306-1990. That's 1-800-306-1990. Or you can visit Real Estate Radio with Ron
0: That's BlueWaterCredit.com.
1: Trimming of your retirement does not include losing your house. However, due to today's lower stock market, higher medical bills and taxes, many retirees face this very problem. This is why it is necessary that you, as a baby boomer, considering retirement within the next 10 years, understand reverse mortgages and what one could do for you or your parents. A reverse mortgage could make it possible for you or your parents to travel, buy a second home or start a new business. For more information about reverse mortgages, just call our off-air number at 1-800-306-1990. That's 1-800-306-1990. Or visit realestateradiowithron.com and click the free workshop button. The Mortgage Minute today being brought to you by my RonIsMyLender.com. RonIsMyLender.com. Got the first of these reports that I've been telling you coming out. I told you the other day that we had a lot of great news coming forward. And today is the day that we're seeing a lot of the news starting up for this week. So let's take a look. We'll start off by seeing if... uh, where we where we're at on this one let's take a look and see i'm looking for there it is markets so now we're looking at the dow jones up 755 the nasdaq up 484 points like to see that we're looking at the s&p 500 up 106 10 year treasury it's down 10 basis points mortgage backed securities they are up 55 basis points that is a massive move up on the Mortgage back, which means interest rates are down nicely on that one. So what's the cause of all of this? Obviously, stocks much higher. NASDAQ doing great. Mortgage bonds also soaring higher, up 45 basis points, which means rates down. While the election results are still uncertain, it does appear, as I shared with you before, and we have our our soundtrack of the day, right? So it does appear... I lost my, my note here, that Republicans are going to maintain control of the Senate. It appears the markets are responding positively to this news as it lowers the chance of a new tax plan getting passed that would do things like double the long-term capital gains taxes. The first of the two jobs reports was released this morning. ADP employment report showed that there was a gain of 365,000 jobs, 365,000 Jobs. The problem here is the market was expecting 643,000 jobs. Ow! So about half of what was expected, lowest print since July. September report was revised slightly higher from 749,000 to 753,000. Friday, we're going to get the more important BLS jobs report where estimates are calling for about 600,000 new jobs. Does that sound familiar? That's what they thought on the ADP report as well. Looking deeper into where the jobs jobs within today's ADP report came from, services accounted for almost all the gains with 349,000. Hospitality added 125,000, while education and health grew by 79,000. Professional and businesses added 60,000. Bottom line, after losing 19.7 million private sector jobs in March and April, we've added back 9.6 million, according to ADP, which still leaves about 10 million jobs to get back to the pre-pandemic levels. And I've got a chart showing right now, if you're watching us on ronsegalradio.tv, any of our social channels, or on the AM 1490 KMET ABC News and Talk video stream, you'll see the chart showing the ADP report of 365,000 jobs. Small companies, 1 to 49 employees, accounted for 114,000 mid-sized companies. 50 to 499 accounted for 135,000 jobs. Large companies, 500 or more, accounted for 116,000 jobs. Mortgage Bankers Association also released their mortgage application data for last week, showing that overall application volume was up 3.8% from the previous week. Refinances were up 6% last week and are 88% higher year over year. Purchase volume was down 1% last week, but is 26% higher than last year. While purchases were a bit lower, it's not due to weakness in the purchase market. It's purely an inventory issue. We've been talking to you about that for some time now. If you're thinking about selling a house, now's a great time because no one else is. If there were more homes for sale, there would be more purchases. Interest rates rose slightly from 3% to 301 Again, this is the Mortgage Bankers Association. That's 97 basis points, almost one full percentage point lower than this time last year. Remember, the MBA rate is for last week and always includes a fraction of a point in the buy down. This time, this is 0.38. The refinance share of mortgage activity increased to 68.7% of all loans, up from 66.7% last week. And as I've shared with you, the mortgage bonds are doing really, really well right now. What does all that mean for you? It means that if you have not looked into getting that new home loan, restructuring your home loan, if you did it anytime recently, they're gonna, you're going to still see a lot of benefits from, from what's going on in the marketplace today. And that's my, my key to you. It doesn't matter where you are. It matters where you, what your goals are, what you're looking to accomplish. And in today's marketplace, there's a lot of opportunity. You just have to be willing to accept the opportunity to reach out and take the opportunity, take advantage of the opportunity. Because if you're looking right now and you've got a lot of credit card debt and you own your own house, we know that you've got a lot of equity, right? The, the real estate market, and I've shared this with you many, many times, the real estate market has been growing significantly. Right. We've got a lot of people with a lot of equity. And what are you doing with that equity? So think about this. I I hear people all the time. They tell me this whole concept is, you know, I don't want to take the equity out of my house. So the question is, why? What is the problem with that? I understand that you want to maintain the equity in your property. Great. I get that. But isn't your overall household net worth more important to you than the equity or the value or the the one one holding? Think about this. And, and I know that it's kind of simplistic, but you're paying money out every month. I, I have one of our private clients that we work with right now. Right now, we're, we're, we're working with them. And the concept here is they had a motor home debt, they had solar, they have credit card debt, they have cars, and they had a home that has a boatload of equity in it. So by looking at all of these things and figuring out what is the, what we, want, what we really wanna know is what is your blended household debt? Blended household debt. A lot of people don't even understand blended household debt. What is blended household debt? So what that is is you're gonna actually take into account what is the weighted average of all of your debts. Right, you're gonna look at your auto, the amount uh, that you owe on the cars and the interest rate and the payment. You're gonna look at that on all your credit cards, the balance, payment, and interest rate. You're going to look at that on your home. If you have a home equity line of credit, what is the balance and the interest rate? Obviously, that's going to be the heaviest weight of what you're doing. But I see this all the time. So in this particular case that we're, we're just working or just finalizing, so we were able to, to deal with, with the interest and found out that they have a, I think they have a four and a quarter percent interest rate. It's a high balance loan, I mean, so, so, and you can't really look at what the interest rates are because like right now, obviously, we know that there's a lot of loans out there in the twos. But we looked at this particular case, and we were able to, to pay off almost all the debt, put $30,000 more in their pocket, and keep their payments, Exactly where they were before. Now, think about this. Now, one other debt that they have that's going to be even better, they're going to save once they pay that one off, which is what they can do with the majority of the cash that they're getting. They're going to save about $400 a month as the total payment, total household debt service. So, when we talk about debt service. What does that mean? That means your Everything that you have to pay money out on, on fixed expenses, maybe variable expenses in there too, but it's not going to be your utilities and things like that. But you're going to look at what is your debt service to cover your house payment, your car payments, your, if you have solar, solar payments, credit card payments, if you're not paying them off in full every month, maybe even something we've done it once just recently with student loan debt, right? So you put all that together and say, okay, what is the total household debt service? And in this particular case, the payment on the new mortgage was $400 less than all of their debts combined. Now, what do you do with that $400? Because they're saving that money every single month. And I hear people say, well, I don't want to take my car payment. And I had a five-year loan on it. And now I'm putting it into a 30-year loan. I get it. But what's, here's the issue. Is if you take that $400 that you were paying on your debt service before and do that as a principal reduction. Right, you've been making all those payments, you've got good credit, you've made them on time all this time. So you're going to do a principal reduction every month for that same amount, that same $400. Now, and I'm going to tell you a lot of people say, yeah, that sounds like a great idea, Ron, but they don't do it because they don't have the discipline to do it. So I'm going to say go right into your bank account, right into your bank, set up an auto payment for your your actual principal and interest payment. If you have impounds in there, the taxes and insurance, if those are impounded, add that to it. And that $400, so if you have your principal, interest, taxes, insurance, all comes out to say $3,000, you used to be paying $3,400, go in and put a $3,400 payment in every single month on your mortgage. Just set it and forget it. What is that gonna do? Well, you're going to have that 30-year loan paid off in probably right around 23, 24 years, right? So before you were looking at a mortgage that was a 30-year mortgage, that now that's going to be paid off in 23 years. That's going to be a significantly larger debt than your car that, yeah, you're paying that off over the extra years, but, you know, something who cares because look at what you're doing for your overall household net worth. That's what we're talking about is what is it doing for your household net worth? Now, I'm going to share with you the other part of that, and I'm going to say at the same time, take and put away a little bit of money, put away a little bit of money every month for a new car. I know just, you haven't paid off the old one yet, but here's what I want you to do is pay, set aside money for a new car. That way, when the time comes, you can go in and buy that new car for cash, no loan, no debt right now think about all this interest you're saving Do you know how much money you you, how much wealth you can accumulate if you're not having to deal with interest every single month just throw that out there for you listening to ron Siegel radio discussing your real estate current events and the financial markets when we come back we got a lot to talk about still let me get you the information we are we've got a real estate report for you real estate is the driving force in the economy. Wealth tax definition, eight fun and budget-friendly staycation activities. We might even talk a little bit more about the election because we're just sitting here waiting to see what happens with the presidential side of it. You can reach me anytime. Our off-air number, it's 800-306-1990 or ronsegalradio.com. Connect with us, facebook.com forward slash Radio on Twitter at ronsegal. And if you miss any part of our broadcast, shame on you, but the replay is available. Ron Siegel 1 on YouTube. Ron Siegel, the number one on YouTube. Stay tuned. We'll be back in just a few.
3: Hi, we're here with Ron Siegel, the host of Real Estate Radio. Ron, welcome to the studio. Give us insight as to
1: what your show is all about. Hi, Eric. Thanks for having me. Thanks for asking me that question. The reason we developed Real Estate Radio is right now there is an abundance of misinformation out there. So Real Estate Radio is a show designed to give Southern California a focal point for their real estate knowledge as well as a place to go just in case they might need anything real estate related. So how are you helping people? That's actually pretty simple. People need advice. So it really doesn't matter who you are. If you have any real estate questions, we're here to help. Whether you're buying a home, selling, you're experiencing a loan modification, short sale, foreclosure, there are a lot of things going on in this marketplace. How can people get a hold of you? Real easy. All you have to do is call. The number is 1-800-306-1990. Press option one. Interesting times in the market right now. Where do you think the markets are going from here? That's a great question. All I can say is this. The housing market came down one house at a time. And what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to build it one house, one family at a time. So the best thing that anyone can do is access the free advice that we really want to give you. And to do that, you simply need to call me. The
3: number is 1-800-306-1990. Option one. I'd really love to help.
1: Of Ron Siegel Radio, text S L T Home Digest to seven nine five six four, S L T Home Digest seven nine five six four. Find your dream home before someone else does. It's got a lot of great information coming for you today. We're going to want to talk about how is the real estate market affecting the economy, and we know that real estate is a driving force in the economy. So. Let's look at the numbers and see where we go from there. As the economy recovers from this year's health crisis, the housing market is playing a leading role in the turnaround. It's safe to say that what we call home is taking on a new meaning, causing many of us to consider buying or selling sooner rather than later. Housing, therefore, has thrived in an otherwise down year. Today's high buyer demand combined with low housing inventory means we're seeing home prices appreciated at above average pace. This demand is being driven by those who want to take advantage of historically low mortgage rates. According to Freddie Mac, and I quote, the record low mortgage rate environment is providing tangible support to the economy at a critical time as housing continues to propel growth, unquote. These factors are driving a positive impact on the economy as a whole, According to the National Association of Realtors, NAR, the real estate industry provided $3.7 billion worth of economic impact to the country last year. To break it down, in 2019, the average newly constructed home contributed just over $88,000 per build to local economies. Across the country, real estate clearly makes a significant impact. Now, when I say $88,000 per per Home per build, that's again a national number. Here in Calisuela, $171,000. $171,000. Again, if you're watching us on TV, any of our socials, our YouTube channel, or the KMETAM 1490 ABC News and Talk video feed, you're looking at the impact of a home sale on the map that we've got showing right now. In addition, last week, the Bureau of Economic Analysis announced the U.S. gross domestic product increased at an annual rate of 33.1% in the third quarter of this year. That's after decreasing by 31.4% in the second quarter. Now remember, when you go up 33.1% after being down 31.4%, that doesn't mean you're ahead of where you were because the, the numbers are a little smaller. We've had to go up by about 46 to get all the way back to where we were. No doubt the growing economy is being fueled in part by the soaring housing market. Experts forecast this housing growth to carry into 2021, continuing to make a big impact on the economy next year as well. Bottom line, the American dream of home ownership has continued to thrive in the midst of this year's economic downturn. And home, quote unquote, has taken on a new meaning for many of us during this time. Best of all, the housing market is making a significant impact in the as the economy recovers. And as I shared with you earlier in the prior segment, the, the real situation here is that you need to understand, you need to know is if you're thinking about buying or selling a home, now's the time, right? I mean, I just shared with you in the, in the, uh, in the mortgage minute that we're, what was going on with interest rates right now. Anybody that wants to buy a house, you're gonna be looking at some of the best interest rates you've ever seen in your life. Now, when I rep when I shared the mortgage bankers association number earlier, that didn't give you an indication. That's last week's number. Tomorrow I'm gonna to give you the Freddie Mac number. That's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. That'll include today's numbers, but most of it's gonna be from Monday from their survey. When they do these surveys, the 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 providers wanna get get you the, some numbers. And the whole concept there is they're getting it off their desk. So it's not gonna have today's move in there. Today's move is significant. It is significant. So I wanna make sure that you understand that. I wanna make sure that you're getting that information that rates are down. And I shared with you about that, that debt consolidation concept a little bit earlier, if you've been thinking about doing a home improvement, now might be the best time for you to even think about doing that home improvement. If you've been waiting on it, take some money out of your equity. Do the home improvement. And here's strategy because I share this one with you all the time. Strategy beats rate always. Take the money out of your house right now. Now's a great time to do that. That's what's called a cash-out refi. Right, So a cash out refi is going to have a higher rate, slightly higher than what the cost is going to be on a rate and term refi, something where you just roll the old loan into a new loan with a lower interest rate. That's called a rate and term refinance. Cash out has a slightly higher rate than that. So here's the concept of what we're looking at in that scenario is we want you to to do that rate and term refi or that cash out refi. Fix up your house, get that new kitchen you've been thinking about, put in that new pool that you've been thinking about. Maybe you want to do a bathroom remodel, maybe you need a new roof, maybe you're just doing a facelift on your house, got a little, little, little love on the property. I get it. So here's the concept you take that money out, you do that, do the improvements. It's going to bring up the value of your property, or it should, especially if you're doing certain items, right? Kitchens, bathrooms, those bring, help your value of your property. Other things, carpeting, painting, yeah, that's not going to help the value of your property at all. So don't worry. Don't don't deal with those things. But when we when we talk about this, we want you to to focus on the concept that you're going to fix it up. You're going to improve the value. You're going to have a better uh, loan to value ratio. Six months from now, we may want to talk about restructuring that loan once again and get rid of that cash out hit that you had might save you some money. Now, I know you're gonna say, I, I, I know what you're gonna say. Ron, you just come up with these ideas because you lead a lending team and that's what you, you wanna do that so that you make more money. Well, yeah, we do make more money when we do loans, but what we, our, our real focus there is we want you to make more money. We want you to have, the, have the, understand the strategy of what we're talking about. When we talk about strategy, strategy being great always, know that do the things you need to do so the, the cheap part right I mean when you think about it if you can save three or four hundred I, I talked to you in the last segment save four hundred dollars a month by by doing a, a debt consolidation right so say you do the strategy that I just mentioned you're you're rehabbing your property and you take some money out of it you do a cash out refinance to get that money out of it and you save you know, when you go and redo it again, maybe you're gonna save three, four, $500 a month in interest on your payment. And it costs you two or $3,000 to do that restructuring and you're gonna save 300 a month. That's a 12 month, 10 month payback. What about the the next 29 years, All right? So yes, it does cost you some money short term, but in the long run, it's not costing you money. It's saving you money. That's why we want to look at these strategies to see what makes sense to you. And yes, you're right. It does benefit the, the lender. It does benefit whoever you have. I mean, it doesn't matter to me if you use our team or somebody else that you're comfortable with. Obviously, we believe our team is going to get you the best results just because we know what we're doing. I'm not saying others don't, but we do know what we're doing. And, and when you do it that way, you're going to end up in a long run better situation. If you're, if you're not planning on moving soon, okay, don't worry about it. If you're not if you're planning on moving in a, I mean if you're planning on moving soon, don't worry about it. don't you don't restructure, you just fix it up. There might be other ways. Don't do that refinance if you're looking to move and you're just trying to maximize your sales price. There are other strategies that are better for that. You don't do that cash out refi. There's no need to. There's no need to spend that money. There's, again, cheaper, more economical ways to do it. And I'm happy to tell you that, hey, you know something? If it makes sense, you do it. If it doesn't make sense, or if there's a better way, do it the other way. And I share that with you all the time. Even if you're, looking in, the, if you're in the process of doing a home loan right now, if you just want a second opinion, I'm not looking to, to take somebody else's business. I could not care less. But I will tell you if there's something that is eh, not quite kosher for you and your family. And I'll say, hey, you know, go back to them and tell them that this is uh, something that needs to be revisited. And in many instances, we've had many, many people that have done that. And they found, oh, yeah, we can do that. And you just weren't being told about it. And once they realize that you're educated, or you've got somebody helping you. Your your program becomes significantly better. You're listening to Ron Segal Radio discussing your real estate current events and the financial markets when we come back. Wealth tax definition. What is it? Is it good? Is it bad? Eight fun and budget-friendly fall staycation activities. All that and more. You can reach me anytime. Our off-air number is 800-306-1990. 800-306-1990 or Connect with us, facebook.com forward slash Ron Siegel Radio on Twitter at Ron Siegel. And if you miss any part of our broadcast, Ron Siegel 1 on YouTube. Ron Siegel, the number one on YouTube. Stay tuned, we'll be back in just a few.
4: House, our-
3: Is your credit score over 800? Are you living in the home of your dreams or simply where you think you can afford? Are you earning a safe, secure 10 plus percent return on your investments? If the answer to any of these questions is no, what are you doing about it? Text ATP to 79564. Complete a three-minute complimentary survey and the area-trusted professionals of Ron Siegel Radio will reach out to you to develop a success strategy for you. Again, all you need to do is text ATP to 79564.
1: Welcome back to Ron Segal Radio. Within every market, there are solutions as well as tremendous opportunities. You just need some trusted guidance. That is my message, and I will be delivering it every day on Ron Segal Radio. Or anytime at 800-306-1990. 800-306-1990. The Your Credit Matters segment today being brought to you by... MySoCalLender.com, MySoCalLender.com. When you're ready for that next home, MySoCalLender, they've got all the information that you might be thinking about, all the information you might be needing. They've got it all. You've got the phone, make the call, go on the site. Got some really good information right there. Unexpected FICO score changes. And I'm going to share with you that I get a lot of this information for the FICO score changes they come from myfico.com yeah i do pay for the site i do not get re- a i don't get any kind of a spiff for talking about them i do get a lot of good information on there and that's one of the things that we're looking for for you consumers occasionally ask us why an updated score from a change in monitored credit file data can go in unexpected directions broadly there are two main reasons why this these score changes can go up in response to apparent bad news or go down in response to apparent quote-unquote good news. First, the event described in your alert may not be the only thing driving the change in your score. FICO scores are calculated using the entire credit file as of the date of the alert. Now, think about this. I mean, I get a lot of people that say, here's my FICO score. Well, your FICO score, is no place that your score is saved. As soon as somebody uh, requests the score, so if you go and give a lender, car, mortgage, furniture, credit card, you give them access or authorization to pull your score, the algorithm calculates it right at that snapshot. Doesn't save it, but it prints it out or or sends it out on, on an email or text or however they're doing it. Does not save it. So if you go in an hour later, you may get a different score because it's not saved. So when other, thing, other changes can happen in your credit file and affect the FICO score, for example, the passing of time can change the age of accounts in your credit file. That can impact a FICO score. You could receive an alert for something else, like a small balance increase, which shows an unexpected increase in your FICO score. It is likely that the minor balance increase didn't cause the, the scoring increase, although read on below, although when you read that we're going to tell you more about that. It is more likely that an unreported change, like an increase in age of accounts, caused the increase in the score. Second, while the event described in your alert may be the main thing driving the change in your score, the resulting score change can still be counterintuitive. The FICO score model is a sophisticated algorithm designed to predict credit risk. As a result, it may not be clear why your score changed the way it did, so we're going to talk about that. Now, I'm going to tell you, no matter where you go, there are services that give you a legitimate FICO score. There are other services that give you a credit score. Credit Karma, credit score. Credit Sesame, credit score. Those are not FICO scores. By by rule, if you're looking at a home loan, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, they don't allow you to use credit scores. They make you use a FICO score. That's why I like to use myfico.com to get the information. What are examples of counterintuitive score changes? You do nothing and your score gets better. Generally, the passage of time can be favorable for your FICO score. If you have no new negative events and your balances decrease or remain unchanged, you can usually expect your FICO scores to go up over time. There are several reasons for this. I'm going to give you some more common reasons. First, as time passes, negative items like late payments, bankruptcies, they can, quote-unquote, fall off your report. Second, as other negative items on your credit report age, they gradually have less impact on your FICO scores. Third, inquiries have no impact on your FICO scores after a year. Fourth, simply having a longer credit history is considered a positive For your FICO scores, note that being entirely inactive with your credit may result in becoming unscorable. FICO scores require there to be activity reported on at least one account in the last six months as part of the minimum scoring criteria. You can close an account and your score drops. Closing a revolving account, like a credit card, can have a negative impact on the FICO score for two reasons. First, closing down an account will likely reduce your total amount of available credit and increase your credit utilization, the percentage of available credit being used, which can negatively affect your FICO score. Second, closing an account can affect your credit mix. FICO scores consider the different types of credit accounts being used or reported, including credit cards, retail accounts, and installment loans, like auto loans and mortgage loans. People who demonstrate responsible use of different types of credit are generally considered less risky to lenders. You pay off a credit card and your score decreases. How does that happen? Paying off a credit card or paying off your total credit card balance to zero can have a negative effect on your FICO scores. So let's talk about that one. Remember that your current account balance isn't necessarily the balance that shows up on your credit report. Your credit report will reflect the account balance that your lender reported to the credit bureau. This is often the balance from your last monthly statement, but not always. Even if you pay your credit card balances in full each month, your account balance won't necessarily show on your credit report as zero at the time the account balance is reported by your lender. That's why I tell you pay your, your balances as much as you can right before your statement closing date. Pay off a car loan, your score goes down. Paying off a car loan can affect your FICO score credit mix. FICO scores consider different types of credit accounts being used, including credit cards, retail accounts, installment loans like auto loans and mortgage loans. People who demonstrate responsible use of different types of credit are generally considered less risky to lenders. You get a credit card limit increase and your score decreases. Hmm. An increase in your credit card limit will likely result in lower credit utilization, which generally is positive for your FICO scores. However, the lender will typically post an inquiry before granting a limit increase. The loss of points from that inquiry can be greater than the increase in points from the higher limit. Good news is that the negative effect from an inquiry is not long-lasting. In fact, FICO scores only consider inquiries from the last 12 months, although inquiries can remain on your credit report for up to two years. You apply for a car loan or a mortgage and your score does not change right away. Certain loan types commonly involve rate shopping, applying for several different lenders to get the best rate. That's good. you want to be doing that. For these types of loans, FICO scores bypass inquiries made in the last 30 days. As long as you find a loan within 30 days, this lets you rate shop without any effect on your FICO scores. Remember that while FICO scores only consider inquiries from the last 12 months, inquiries may remain on your credit report for longer than that. So that's just a little bit of information there for you on the Your Credit Matters segment. Again, brought to you by MySoCalLender.com. MySoCalLender.com. As always, I ask you, set that first radio preset button to come back here every day to join Ron Siegel Radio, where we only speak about items affecting your house and your bank account. Thanks to all of our sponsors. A big thanks to John and Sean who are engineering us today. And, of course, a special thanks to you for spending a little bit of your day with us. That's all for Ron Siegel Radio. Again, if you have any questions or meet any of our guests, call me anytime, 800-306-1990, 800-306-1990, or And remember, make a lot of money so you can help a lot of people and have a lot of fun. Have a great day. We'll talk to you next time on Ron Segal Radio.